Hey guys, Andy here. Uh, welcome to episode 16 of the Android Andy UK podcast. It is the 21st of November 2018. And I'm going to start with a massive apology. I cannot believe it's been so long since I've done podcast. It's going back to early September, so I've been, well, two and a half months. Oh, I'm so sorry. There was a few times I kept thinking, oh, must do a podcast, must do, must do a podcast. And I've just been so busy. So September... I released a video every single day. Um, that's quite a bit of work, I'm not going to lie. October was a bit slower and I really should have got a podcast done. And now November is cranked right back up again. So it's only the 21st, I've already done 27 videos. I've got another one literally encoding as I record this podcast. Um, that's going to be uploaded in, in the next half an hour to an hour. So I've just been so busy. The channel, my YouTube channel, if you've somehow found this podcast not knowing I do YouTube tech videos, then do go and have a look, Andrew Andy UK on YouTube. Um, it's it's basically just got a lot busier over the last couple of months. Um, certain videos have uh, elevated my channel a bit, I suppose, so I'm trying to kind of keep up with demand in some ways and try and keep it popular because I do get some pennies off YouTube for the adverts they run, so I need to try and, and uh, push it while I can, I suppose. But what it does mean, it's been like 10 weeks or whatever since the last podcast, I've I've got loads of hardware that I've been playing with since then. It actually surprised me because I, I keep a, a document, a Google Doc, on sort of things I need to talk about. And I had started, I've been using it, I'd, I'd even, you know, I would meant to record one in October. And um, and the doc at the top of it was the Pocophone F1. And I'm thinking, no, I did that phone ages ago. And I look back and now I didn't. I, that, that was, I got that just after I recorded the last podcast. So I do have to go quite a way back in... Uh, in time to to talk about the Pocophone F1, the big draw. I don't know if you you may have heard about it, you may have not, but it's one of the sort of most wildly anticipated devices in quite some time. Uh, the sort of the headline was it's got a Snapdragon 845 chipset in a device that you can buy for under three hundred pounds. I mean that, that's pretty crazy. Most Snapdragon 845 devices are kind of seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred pounds. This is under three hundred. With a top-end chipset. I mean, granted, some people will say, "Oh, it's an old, it's an old chipset." It's old. Well, yeah, okay, it came out seven, eight, nine months ago, but it's still the newest chipset that Snapdragon have, um, and there is great power for that price. You can you can benchmark quicker than like a Note Nine, the Pixel Three XL, um, pretty much at, you know most other top-end devices. The Pocket Nine will, will benchmark higher than it, but it is still a budget device. You know, the screen is not great, the speakers isn't great, the GPS isn't fantastic. Um, it's still got a Xiaomi software on it. Oh, God, if they put stock Android on it, it would have been, a, for me, been a much more desirable device. So it is a good option. If you've got £300 to spend on a phone, don't get me wrong, it is because whatever you buy around that price bracket is kind of going to be a budget device. Um, and the Pocket Phone F1 just happens to be probably the most powerful one at that price. So certainly it's something you should have a look at. If you are interested... Obviously, I've got various videos on my channel. Go and have a look at them, watch the review, watch some of the head-to-heads, and that should give you a good idea of if it's a suitable device for you. So you may be aware I've got a Note 9. I bought it uh, a few months ago before the last podcast, but I'd had in my mind I was going to be waiting for the Pixel 3 XL. What I didn't have in my mind in on was how good the Huawei Mate 20 Pro would look. Um, I watched a few videos, not really knowing much about it. I knew the P20 Pro had an amazing camera. Kind of made headlines with that, and it sort of, I think it scored higher than the Pixel 2 XL, which opened a few eyes on the DxO uh, camera testing. 
So that had me a little prepared for the Mate 20 Pro, but when I watched videos of some of the things Huawei are doing, I was really impressed. They've, I do like the funky little extras, uh, things like reverse wireless charging. So the Huawei Mate 20 Pro, you turn on reverse wireless charging, someone else puts a wireless charging device on top of yours, and you're, you're basically like a mobile battery that will charge them wirelessly. That's crazy! I mean, it doesn't work great. It costs you, you know, you, you get kind of a 50% transfer rate, so... If I burn through 2,000 milliamp hours, you're probably giving them 1,000. So it's not a, it's not the best way to do things, but it's just one of them kind of cool things you can do. I'm told it's really meant for sort of, um, wearables and other little devices that you can just charge up from your phone, which is a really good idea. I just haven't got any wearables that charge wirelessly at this moment. Um, so I, but I did, I bought one. I was, I, I thought those, they look amazing device. Obviously it's got great cameras and I say cameras because it's got the regular wide angle, it's then got a three time zoom and it's also got an ultra wide angle. Now I took the Huawei Mate 20 Pro with me yesterday to a motorbike show in Birmingham at the NEC Centre and I was kind of amazed how often I was using the ultra wide angle lens. There are times when you kind of, I don't know, you're in a bit of a crowd or there's just not much space and you can't really step back to take a picture of a bike or a car or whatever. Um, that you that you want to be able to do, so you just you just flip it over to ultra wide angle, and all of a sudden everything fits. <laughs> it's a, it's brilliant. Um, likewise, just kind of scenery shots sometimes. It was just so much better having this ultra wide angle. You you've probably experienced that on devices that you have yourself. You go into the camera, you think, oh, I'm, not too, I'm so close to it because there's a slight kind of bit of zoom basically, um, and also add in that it's got its own night mode so you may have heard about the Pixel 3 XL's night sight well actually Huawei have been there first and there's quite a few people that say that Huawei have done it better as well so the camera's fantastic the software the word I'm using is janky so there's a few bits and pieces for example I use my own app AutoBuddy and I can export a database from some devices and then import it into a new devices. For some reason, Huawei won't import the database. Every other device seems to work fine. Um, there's other just a little bit. There's the always-on display. I love always-on displays. For some reason, Huawei decided to not put third-party apps notifications on the always-on display. That's ridiculous. So if you get a text or a missed call, yeah, you'll see that. But if you have a WhatsApp message, yeah, I'm got a clue. You get a Hangouts message. No, not getting nothing. There is an LED. There is a notification LED. So it's not like the end of the world but just seems a very odd decision not to implement third parties notifications i have heard rumor somebody says oh, i've got a buddy that works for huawei they are working on it so i really hope they do because i mean that's, that's one of the big sort of letdowns really it's not a deal breaker but it's a bit of a letdown so then i bought the pixel 3xl which I kind of had been planning on my finances was a set that I could afford the Note and the Pixel 3 XL because as you guys know I do buy all my own devices I'd like to say actually I'll try and remember to put it into a video at some point but I've had a few people who have, have bought me coffees I'm doing air quotes um, if you go to my website andrewlandia.uk at the bottom of most pages there's a thing buy me a coffee and it's I don't know it's like $3 or something for a coffee I think so you can just click that and whatever PayPal whatever uh, send me $3 and I really do appreciate when people send these things because I'm you know I make all these videos in my spare time I buy all of my own devices well, pretty much all of my own devices every now and then i can blag one off somebody but it's very seldom it's happened once this year um so i really do appreciate if if i've helped people in some way that they that they donate a little back so thank you to those that have because a few people have bought me five coffees two people another person bought me three coffees so yeah just wanted to say a quick thank you to those people out there that have done it if you're probably not listening but <laughs> i feel better that i've thanked you um so back to the pixel 3 xl now i think the first thing you notice with it the hardware is actually beautiful 
there's a few comments on some of my YouTube <laughs> videos. People saying, "What? It's ugly. It's terrible. It's uh, oh, it's such a beautiful looking device, and I do love it. It's proper slab of phone. It's nice and wide, but flat." I love the flat screen. The big problem with the Mate 20 Pro as well is the curve screen. That's quite annoying trying to operate touch buttons on the, on the curves. Um, obviously, it's got an amazing camera. It's got that night sight, which does work very well. It's got some other great little software bits in the camera, like Top Shot. So you take a picture of somebody, it basically picks out the best picture, you know, if they've blinked or if they've moved or flinched or whatever, when you've actually pressed the button, it doesn't matter. It'll pick the one from a split second before where they look perfect. Um, that notch though so a lot of people a lot of the reviews said ah you get used to the notch i don't i mean and i'm not even a sort of an anti-notch kind of person i've been defending the notches but i just didn't get used to it anytime i went up there to get the notification bar i was like oh look at that massive waste of space the such a thick notification bar because the notch is so deep and i couldn't really get around that um I also had a small screen fitting incident on a tempered glass, the one where you sort of put the liquid on, the liquid glue, you put the screen on, then you, you use UV light to set it. I basically, I just ballsed up the application of it and I got all this glue into the speaker grill. Repeated scrubbing with a toothbrush and alcohol cleaning fluid did sort of pretty much clear them up. Um, but I, I did decide against, I mean, I've, I have been trying to decide which phone should I be using and the Pixel 3 XL, even though I've stopped not entirely decided yet still which one I want to use as my main device I did decide the 3XL was going to go back um, I did also have a bit of a dink on the corner annoyingly taking the photos for the thumbnails for the YouTube video I have it propped up on the wall against the box and actually a gust of wind managed to blow it off the wall I was quite lucky just to get a little dink on the corner it could quite easily have cracked the screen um, so kind of just I guess I have these sort of issues with the device on that respect. Kind of like, oh, I just, you're just so upset that you've damaged it. I thought I should send it away. If I do decide that that's going to be the device, I'm going to buy a fresh one. We'll see what Google Google may charge me for the damages. Hopefully not. I mean, we'll see. Uh, who knows? Um, if they do, so be it. It's, it's, it's only fair anyway. I did damage the phone. I'm not trying to hide that. I don't, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, then something else that kind of came out of the blue that I wasn't really expecting was the OnePlus 6T. I thought, do you know what? I need to give that a go. And this was part of the, actually the channel's going really well. Let's, let's keep the hardware coming. So I ordered a OnePlus 6T from John Lewis because I figured, yeah, I've got a two-year warranty. Why not? If I keep it for a while, it's, it's good to sell on the warranty transferable. Um, and actually it's a really nice device. Really nice. I've got a fantastic, uh, skin from Extreme Skins with kind of a white and red theme. Go and look at that video if you haven't seen it because I, I just, I do love the look of the OnePlus 60. It's got a notch, but it's a tiny little kind of like teardrop notch, I guess they call it, at the top. The screen's fantastic. The build quality's fantastic. The speakers, the speaker set records with my decibel meter. So loud. It is only a sole, like, single bottom firing speaker. But it's so loud. I actually love it for the podcast. So uh, I could hear it so clearly over my kettle boiling, which is my usual test. The one thing that let it down, well, yeah, the one thing, the in-screen fingerprint reader is terrible. Now, some people say it's amazing, it's fantastic, it's 99% accurate. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. For me, it was about 40% accurate, 50 if I'm being generous, I think. There were times I would, it basically would just lock up because I would press it five times and it just wouldn't work. That's not acceptable. I don't, that's just not acceptable. Um, and I know I'm not alone. I have, you know, I've done some research. I've heard, I was literally just watching, uh, listening to the Android Central podcast, I think it was this morning, where they spent about 10 minutes discussing the in-screen fingerprint reader. And one point they raised actually was it, it can be linked to temperature. So when it gets cold, your finger changes. 
in-screen fingerprint readers use optics rather than uh, touch sensitivity type things and you, your fingers do change a bit when it's cold and actually maybe that's part of the problem having said that it didn't work well for me when i was in my room with the heating on i suppose so it's probably not the excuse that can be used one of the other things that people often say about the oneplus 60 or the oneplus range is that the cameras aren't very good i thought the camera was okay um it's not great it's not up there with probably not even the well maybe no not even up there with the note 9 so the Huawei Mate 20 Pro and the Pixel 3 XL are kind of the, the gold standard at this point. Um, the Note 9, for me, running in second place, or third, I suppose, technically, because it's, yeah, too ahead of it. Um, and then and then the OnePlus 60 does come in behind that. But actually, it's still in good conditions. It looks great. Um, and in, in low light, it doesn't do too bad. So I thought the camera was adequate. Uh, and for £500, I thought, actually, really good device. Really very good device. Nice, looking smooth, very close to stock Android running on uh, android 9.0 definitely want to look at if you're sort of the mid-range kind of person even if you're looking 400 or so consider having a look up at the 500 actually 400 you might want to go the OnePlus 6 with a regular fingerprint sensor but at the same time as i mentioned in my sort of review try the 6t get it from a reputable place like john lewis somewhere that's got a warranty that if the fingerprint sensor is terrible you can just take it back um then more recently i've this week i got the xiaomi mi a2 Lite. so you may also have seen xiaomi sort of officially launched in the uk about a week ago they had a bit of a launch event where they said that we're selling phones for a pound only all right okay and then you look in the terms and conditions they did four different uh sort of timed launch thingamajigs um, and each one they were only giving away three phones so 12 phones in total for a pound um and it's basically kind of a lucky draw. If you were clicking away, then it sort of you got entered in a draw, and you would know if you won. It would it would say, "Oh, congratulations! It's in your it's in your it's in your um, checkout thingamajig, your cart." So yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a scam, to be honest. But what it does mean is Xiaomi are now available in in UK retailers. So I got my uh, Mi A2 Lite from Carphone Warehouse, and it was only one hundred thirty five pounds. It's only the thirty two gig and three gig of RAM version. Because you can get a 64 gig and 4 gig for another kind of 30 or 40 pounds, but I thought oh, I'm I'm testing the proper budget end of things here. I want to go for the cheaper device. Um, the good news is it's stock Android because it's an Android One device, so you've got Android stock Android on Xiaomi hardware, which is actually a really good combination. Now it is still a little jittery. It's only 135 pounds. You can't be expecting it to sort of match up to something like the OnePlus 60 or you know the or the big boys. But I think for £135, actually it's pretty good. Um, we'll see. I'm still, I've only, I've literally only been using it for kind of a day or so. I took it with me to the bike yesterday to take some pictures and some video. I need to put those video, uh, a bit of the sample video up actually from that. But I would say it's, it's worth, if you are looking for the proper budget and the things, definitely take a look at the Mi A2 Lite. And as I say, you can now, you can buy it from places like Carphone Warehouse. I think somebody said it was in Argos. So with Xiaomi devices now in the UK, that's going to be interesting because they do do very good hardware. If they can just fix their software or they put Android one or more or just stock Android on more devices, then that could get very interesting. Um, so not just phones i've been playing quite a bit with headsets and headphones uh sort of blue be they bluetooth or be they gaming and the first one was the sony wh 1000 xm3s now i had the xm2s all of last year to me they were the best noise cancelling headphones you could get for me better than the bose because the bose struggle with uh, latency so if you're playing games or even just watching movies where there might be gunshots or i don't know sword fights or any kind of sort of bang or clink or whatever where 
they just don't the sound just doesn't quite match up properly and it can be quite distracting um, and break you out from that sort of uh, immersion so for me the Sony's were better so when I heard they were doing the 1000XM3s oh I thought I need to try those so I didn't want to unboard them um, they're not massively different the build quality is very similar but they are they are a little bit more comfortable the ear cups are a little bit softer they come with USB Type C this time, so there's fast charging that could be handy. But again, they, I mean, they have like 30 hours battery life, so that's probably not a big issue. They claim to have better noise cancelling, and this is one thing I, I felt I was a bit misled by some of the reviews. I'd wonder if some of the reviews were really just re repeating what Sony say. To me, the noise cancelling was not any better. Now, so other people say, well, it's more about sort of noise cancelling of voices and higher pitch things, and I probably didn't test it so much against that so hard to say i mean all in all still very good and i did a video comparing the two and i mean i still got i think it was a comment i got today saying oh thanks very much for the video help me decide i've gone for the xm2s because they're 100 pounds cheaper you got them for like 200 pounds or something whereas the xm3s are still 330 so have a look at that on my youtube channel if uh if you're considering bluetooth noise cancelling headphones i've also been sort of playing a bit with uh, gaming headsets so I had contact with HyperX. You may have heard of them. They do quite a few sort of gaming heads. I think they do keyboards and mice these days as well. Um, but I was emailing back and forth. I basically said, you know, I've got this YouTube channel. I just wonder if you want to send me your Cloudflight headsets. I've been I've been testing um, Bluetooth noise cancelling headsets, but I just wonder how a gaming headset would compare for actual gaming. And they said, yeah, sure, we can send you one of those. That'd be great. All right, fantastic. A week or two later. I'm just checking in. Am I supposed to have received them at this point? I don't want to, you know, hopefully they'll be sent to the wrong place or, oh, let me check. No, no, okay, yeah, they're, they're a bit behind. There's a bit of a backlog. We'll, uh, we'll get them out to you though. Well, I say we'll get, cause I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with a PR company who do it for HyperX. So they have to, by the, from what I could tell, they have to say to HyperX, oh, can you send this person this headset? They don't have the stock themselves. Um, I mean, the the short version of the story, it took over four months for me to finally get this headset, headset from them saying, yeah, that'd be great. Which, you know, I don't want to moan because I'm obviously I'm really appreciative that they send me the, you know, this headset's kind of a £130 headset. And they're just sending it to me. It's not, you know, so like, although I do buy my phones, I will still try and <laughs> try and get some freebies where I can. Um, so, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm still very, very appreciative. Thank you very much for Hyperx. Uh, I think they have very good build quality. I think they have decent overall performance. It did, it did strike me when I first put them on. So having played games like Overwatch using my Sony's for, well, the last year, I suppose, it did strike me there was more detail in the sound when I put on the HyperX Cloud Flight. I couldn't, I'd have tried swapping back and forth between them since and I, I can't really pick out what the difference is. It just, just did seem to have more detail, which is a little bit weird because obviously the Sony's are fantastic headphones. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still use the HyperX Cloudflight as my gaming headset, even though I tried also the SteelSeries Arctis 7. But the problem I had with the SteelSeries Arctis 7 was, I think I had one with a broken mic. So the mic did sound terrible. I mean, I've, obviously it's in my video review, there's a sample of the mic and loads of people have gone, nah, it shouldn't sound like that. Mine sounds fine. Mine sounds really good. So I just sent it back to Amazon and said, actually, you know, keep it. It doesn't work, but keep it. I'll have a refund. Thank you very much. But they were, they were possibly this, if I, if someone was asking me which should I get, the Hyperx Cloud Flight or the SteelSeries Arctis 7, I would probably say lean towards the Arctis 7. I very much like the microphone being on a boomstick that you could just pull out and then push away back into the, the unit afterwards. 
Um, whereas the high-press cloud flight has kind of a detachable, you have to literally unplug it and you, you, know, you leave it on your desk or something. Um, they were very comfortable. I like the band that goes over the top of the headphone of the Steel, Steel Series Arctic 7. They also have surround sound, but honestly, I couldn't really tell the difference. And most gamers apparently just turn the surround sound off and just go with the stereo sound. So, yeah, I, th- I think the Steel Series Arctic 7 with a slightly better headset. Um, but at the same time, the cloud flight were also very nice. Uh, they look very good. There's, there's, there's a few advantages to each. I did videos on them. You know, go and have a look if you, if you're looking for a gaming headset. Um, I also tried the Steel Series, uh, oh god, what was it called? I've not written it down. The Pro version. It's like 300 pounds. Very interesting. Um, I'm not sure it's worth 300 pounds. I like things like interchangeable batteries. So you don't have, you never have to worry about charging the headset back up. There was a little unit that had an LED display that would, you know, give you all various different bits of information. There's a graphic equalizer. I mean, it is the sort of creme de la creme in some ways of a gaming headset, but for me, 300 pounds worth, I wouldn't have said so. Uh, but again, I've done a video of that. If, if you are interested, obviously go and watch that for more detail. So, well, that has been probably one of the longer podcasts I've done because I've just been so much to do. We're not even moving on to kind of movies and TV. I'll, I'll leave that for another time. I promise I'll try not to leave it so long. I'll try and get one done early December where we can uh, we can talk about some of the TV I've been watching um, if you find that interesting. Hopefully you've enjoyed that. Uh, please do come to my forum if you want to give me any comment, any feedback, any requests, uh, anything really, just to sort of interact a bit. It does get a little bit lonely. There's not many people there. <laughs> Android.uk and then click a forum along the top. I do, I do try and write some articles now and then to go on the website as well, which I need to do because I haven't really done one for a little while. So I'll, I'll see if there's anything uh, interesting I can drum up to, to stick on there. So yeah, let me know any feedback on the forum or drop me an email, mail at androidandy.uk. Otherwise, I'll, uh, well, maybe I'll catch you on YouTube or I'll catch you in the next podcast. My name's Andy. I'll catch you all again soon.